Welcome to The Winding Road Home, now available on demand on all your major podcast platforms. I'm Russ Salerno, your show host, and alongside with me is my lovely wife, Yvette. Hello. So, um, big news today, and we're going to uh, talk about the the huge, massive fire that took out um, the Notre Dame Cathedral in, in Paris. Huge deal. I'm they're, they're investigating it currently as an accident for now, um, but we'll talk about that in, in a minute. And kind of what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of impact is that going to have on the church, if anything? But um, before we get going, um, as always, we'd love it for you to subscribe to the podcast. Give us five-star review if you like the show. If you don't like the show and don't want to give us five-star review, don't listen and don't give us a five-star review or just Beat it. No, I'm just playing. Um, no, but um, seriously, uh, the subscriptions and the five star reviews have all been have all been uh, really really uh, helpful, and um, we really appreciate you guys. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. And uh, if you want, you can contact us using our email at thewindingroadhome at gmail dot com. The um, the, the urge to do this is God tugging on our hearts to do something bigger than we are and something we're, we're not as unfamiliar as we have been in the past, but we are still new to the game here in this podcast world. And um, uh, we believe there's more that God's going to do with this show, and we are grateful that you'll come along for the ride with us, um, all uh, three of you, me, my mom, my dad. <laughs> and That's not uh, true. What? That's, oh, that's the wrong button. <laughs> So yeah, no. Um, actually, the um, the the unique listeners, the the it, we're, we're, it's growing every week. It gets a little every day. It gets a little bit better. We're not in it for the numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. guys, let's just say there's fifty of you listening, and you're the only fifty that will ever listen to our show. Well, guess what? We love you, and we hope that you continue to listen to us. Um, and we're getting great feedback. I, I get I get like calls and emails and text messages frequently now with requests for ideas and things like that. Um, so, so keep them coming. Uh, have we, we have a special guest coming on that will be on the show uh, on Thursday. And, uh, he's a friend of mine from Florida that went through a very tragic accident and has survived it. And he wants to, uh, give him a platform to share his story. So, and how God's carrying him through that pretty tragic accident. And it's actually radically changed his life physically. So, um, it'll be uh, interesting to talk with him. So we're, um, we are as always grateful that you take a moment out of your day to listen to the show. It means a great deal to us and we do love you guys. Also, um, as always, we wanted to, to thank the, uh, servicemen and women for what they do to protect our freedoms. Um, you guys are the best. Absolutely. So, um, don't have any, um, anything to really announce. Um, and no good, bad or crazy. We just really want to talk about what happened today, which I was surprised about because I had been in meetings since eight 30 this morning until six o'clock after six o'clock this evening. And on the way home, the first thing Russ said was, did you hear about Notre Dame? And I'm like, like the they said it burned down and I'm thinking the school like that's all I, I thought of and I had no idea what happened and some of the things that we 
we saw, and actually a picture Russ showed me not an hour ago, really just took me back. So um, I think there, there's a lot that we can talk about and maybe some special meaning in, in this tragedy um, yeah. that can come out of it. Well, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to, to say about this. Um, you know, but as it stands right now, the police are investigating this as a disaster, as, as an involuntary destruction caused by fire. They have ruled out arson, ruled out potential terror. Um, so um, when we come back, I want to share my thoughts on this. And you can agree, disagree, agree to disagree, or all the above. But um, I've, got, I've got a little bit of a take on this, and um, we'll talk about it in a second. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, it, so it, it, I don't believe in coincidences. I, I don't think that when someone says it, it's it's funny and it's all nice and everything that someone says, oh, it's a coincidence that, that I met you or it's a coincidence that this or that or the other. But um, I don't believe in a coincidence. I believe in God's sovereignty. I believe that he, um, he puts people in the right places at the right times, um, he, he knows in his sovereignty what he's doing. And so, um, I don't think this is a coincidence, but I do think that God might allow something like this to happen in order to show us, the church, um, what's important. And I, what I've been saying today all along is that it's a good thing that the church, the church, is not a building, right? And and I get it. There's a lot of history there. I understand. The 800 years ago, this place was built, and it took 200 years to build this cathedral. And probably some of the, well, not probably, most definitely, everything in there could never be recreated like it was before, ever. We don't make things like that anymore. Everything today is all about margins and profit and, you know, not that they would skimp out, but I mean, we just, I mean, we probably don't even have the kind of wood, the quality of wood because we're, we're engineering wood and we're doing, I mean, you know, so. Well, and the art and artifacts, the there's art, things that yeah. are just I mean, in, they're irreplaceable in human terms. Right. So there's a couple of ways. So first of all, and, and I'm just going to say right now, it's, it's, I, I'm I I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I no, mean, the people that say 9/11, um, there'll probably be people that say 9/11 never even happened, right? You even have like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, she made it again. She made it on our show again. She's not wanting the the 9/11 uh, tapes, the videos of 9/11 to be played because of Ilhan Omar and the threats that she's receiving. Um, because she called 9-11 something that happened to somebody, right? I mean, so you're just going to, you're just going to take 9-11 and just, it's not a big deal, basically. She, something that happened yeah, to somebody. Some people, 
something that happened. Something that happened to some people. This is what she many, said. Many, many, right. many people. Right. And this isn't just something that, right? So I think that, that people will eventually want to scrub 9-11 from history, just like people want to scrub the Holocaust, the Holocaust from history. Okay. So, but, but I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But I'm going to tell you that is it is something for this place, for, the, for a place like this, to go up in flames during Holy Week, right before Easter. I'm just saying. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it out now. And if, they, and if three weeks from now they find some suspect that admitted that he did it and, and whatever, but I'm, I'm saying somebody did this. And, you know, and, whether it was intentional or not. Is, well, I was just going to go there because because I would mm-hmm. say, well, I wouldn't be wrong because somebody actually did it. But mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling that somebody actually did this. Um, and it was intentional. So, well, let's say so. And, if, and I don't Whether know, it was or not. Okay, so if we move on and whether it was or not, some of the some of the things, and when the first thing that I asked you when we were on the phone is I said, was anyone was anyone killed in this? Because my yeah. thought is, even though the church is not replaceable, the the building can be rebuilt. You can always rebuild something again. They can build it to look just like it. It will never be the original. You can't replace certain things that were in there, but you can't replace human beings. You can't replace their souls. And losing a soul is a lot more important than a building. And we have to put it in those terms to remember what's really important. And then as we were looking, when I got home later this evening, you showed Danielle and I a picture and said, look, here's the inside of the building of the, the church now that, that it's been burnt. And what was the one thing that was still standing? Oh, there's a gold cross at the, at the very, I mean, so the structure itself is still intact, mm-hmm. right? They, they actually think that these, that the foundation and the structure itself is still intact. It's just all the wood inside was just you know annihilated. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, but the picture was amazing. But it the, was but it the was cross, like it was there on purpose, almost like God saying, "Yeah, I am here. You can't destroy me. Yeah, yeah. I am. He he's indestructible." Right. So so guys, what we have to remember is the church is not a building. The church, the church is the body of Christ. It's you. It's me. It's 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 every Christian that that we 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 have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and so we are the church. <clears throat> and actually, we we are the church because Christ is in us. So Christ is the church. He is. He allows us. He 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 gives us the. I mean. We should be honored that we're actually, we've actually been saved and we're carrying around God in us. I mean, it just seems odd, but the same spirit that parted the Red Sea lives in me. I wish that I could just go to the Red Sea and just say, part, but maybe, maybe. And I'd like to be there to see that. Maybe I can Mm -hmm. have. I feel like I've been in some cold water before. I almost walked on water a couple times, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I had to throw that in there. Um, but um, <clears throat> yeah, this cross is pretty amazing. Um, but what I want to talk about uh, that's that's really important 
um, that, that, that I think is, is do we, do we, it's going to be interesting to see if the church spends millions and millions and millions of dollars trying to re- rebuild it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and instead of spending the money wisely, I understand there was a church there I, and I don't know what they're going to do. And, and it's, is it my place? I don't know. But I mean, how much money are we going to throw at this? Um, because frankly, and, and I know this is going to be tough for some people to hear, but. Um, no amount of money is going church. to be repla- is going to replace the things that were lost <clears throat> tangibly lost in that church yeah i you just can build, rebuild i just it, think but. that we we as a church sometimes get too caught up in in the relics mm-hmm. I, I i i i think of martin luther when i when i think of when i'm thinking about all this and the reason why he got so unbelievably upset at the church um because it was about it was about the church it was about the building it was about the you know all the indulgences so if you look at it that way and if you you consider that you look at what happened at the church and you and you look at that cross you look what was left it's almost like god is saying focus on me yeah all these other things are filthy rags they're nothing they're they're not me I'm yeah. what's important. Right. I am what is going to and sustain And I honestly you. feel like that, that, that God, it, that is, whether somebody did this on purpose or not, God could use, use, use that, that person who, intend, who intended ill harm on this building. Um, and I called it a building because that's what it is. I mean, I mean if, if I say the church and I'm contradicting myself, but, mm-hmm. but I think God, God knows what he's doing. And I think God, I think the message here is as, as Christians, we can all be upset that this building has gone down in flames. And we can be all been out of shape that maybe a painting or some sort of a, a you know, a cup or what, whatever has been lost, whatever value, valuable in, in earthly terms has been lost. We can be all been out of shape and upset about that. But I think God is really truly in this. I, I immediately, almost immediately thought, God is God is showing the world that stuff doesn't matter mm-hmm. that he matters and that stuff is beautiful and is as ornamental as it may be I mean this place took 200 years to build 200 years to complete think about that and we'll put up a house in you know 30 days like in whatever I mean just about 200 years 200 years i didn't know that so there's been a lot of effort a lot of time and and i just i just think that you know it goes so we it, it took 200 years to build and about an hour and a half to two hours to go down the flames that's how quickly and that and and that's how quickly life can can end for us too right i mean you know we're healthy one minute next minute we come down with something next minute we're face to face with god it's like, so everything on this side of eternity is bound for some sort of destruction. Everything gets old. Riches go away. You can't take it with you. Yeah, our bodies get old. Everything mm-hmm. gets old. You know, nothing. Oh, nothing, they do, don't they? Yeah, oh. they do. <clears throat> um, so First Peter, uh, in First Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 5, 
It says, like living stones, let yourself be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are a living stone. And the church body, we together we, we build a spiritual house. So um, God uses us. We are the church, not, not the building. So I would I would I would just encourage everybody to not be so upset about the building. Like, you know, um, if it gets on me, um, like if the dogs scratch the floor, I, it makes me it drives me up a wall. When they know she knows she knows Yvette knows that the dog's gonna scratch the floor if she throws the ball. I do not throw it. To, the, well, the dogs will just run. Okay, Sometimes right. they just slide. So I'm not going to argue with you. We're, we're not going to argue with you. Uh, we're, we're, we're not going to argue <laughs> about about the the ball. But we, but I get bent. I mean, come on, come on, the let's dogs, argue. About it. Let's argue that when the dogs scratch the floor for no reason, I'm, I'm seriously going to get them tennis shoes. But and that's I some, thought about that. That's a mis- let's make those. That's a missed market. Yes, dog that's tennis something, shoes. Doggy tennis shoes. And we'll call, them, we'll call them Barkies instead of Nikes. We'll call them Barkies. And they have to have really good traction on them. That's the problem. They wait for the, till they can find the carpet or, because they don't or, or forget about the shoes. You could just go, if you've got the budget version, and you could just do like the little hospital socks for, for dogs with the little grippies on them, the bottom. No, they'll pull them off. I actually tried socks before. It doesn't work. You tried socks on a dog. It can be like Danielle's watching Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> for any of you have kids, and there's... The guy, the guy on it, his name's Flint Lockwood, and he created when he was a kid spray-on shoes, <laughs> and he can, can't get them off because he created these shoes that are permanently spray-on. I really wish we could do some for the Flint dogs. Lockwood. Flint Lockwood, and, he, and he's got spray-on. So if we could go spray-on grippy socks for dogs, that would be awesome. Okay, I'm just thinking about that, like a side business or something. But yeah. That's that's a good. We digress. Idea. We digress. Yeah. So I was talking about the the um, you know the floors and everything, and if it's always like, well, it's just it's just a it's just a floor, it's no big deal. It's just a thing. It's just don't worry about it. So next time you're upset, I want you to remember this conversation. Right. That well, you're having yeah. Right here. I mean, they're but, just things. They're just right. Things. They're just things, right? Weren't you? Upset? And what's more important? What the things or the joy in your dog's heart? Playing. Uh, the things <laughs> uh yeah because um because the dog really yeah see the dog doesn't understand that he's having fun that's fine he's enjoying that's it. fine uh, we'll, we'll we'll put the dog in the backyard and let him live out there be an outdoor dog anyway we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna solve this problem tonight but um so your point was my point was, was is that it's stuff it is stuff, stuff. And I and I used to be like when I was when I was younger. I mean, I'm still pretty particular about my car. Okay, uh, it's one pretty thing. It particular. is one. It is one thing that I just I feel like I want to keep clean all the time, um, because you never know who's going to get in, right? You business wise, whatever. So I always keep it vacuumed. I always keep it nice. I I do tricks like this, and and I know we're I know we're seriously digressing here, but. I do tricks like this, if and I don't eat in my car a lot, but if I know my fingers have got something on them that's somewhat greasy, 
I will not touch a knob, a button, or anything with the tip with my fingers because I will be transferring the the grease or the oil from my hand to the button, therefore causing my button to be shiny and not matte finish like it normally was. So I go with the knuckle. I I, I do the knuckle grab. I'll grab the knuckle so until until I know that. I've got the oil off my because I just don't I don't like greasy steering wheels and greasy buttons and French fry French fry radio uh, knobs. I wish I would have had your car today when I had to take a client and drop him off somewhere and I my Were car you, was a mess. It was a it was see you see what well I'm my talking car about? wasn't a mess it was just there was I cleaned it a few days ago but there's so much pollen there's still pollen that gets in my car but just from this opening is the, the door. Problem. See you have to stay on top of your A game there. But I but my point is my point day. is this. I used to be super particular, like, and today, I mean, I still very clean um, compared to other people's standards, but to my old standard, I'm not as, I'm like, Oh, yeah. I've gotten in there and there, there's been like some dirt on the floorboard, which is crazy. Yeah. Well, and also I have a piece of the paint that's chipping on the back that, that normally I would get fixed, but I'm like, yeah, it's, that car's 11 years old. I'm just going to leave it. Um. Anyway, so... Anyway, it's just stuff, people. It's just stuff, right? I mean, take good care of your stuff because God's blessed you with it. Um, and I'm sure they were taking really good care of this cathedral before it was burned. But but if God takes it, he takes it, you know? And I think in, in all this, that he's just, I, I really, truly, honestly think that, that God is, this is a wake-up call. He's in the middle of this. He is, this is a wake-up call for every Christian and every Catholic. And am I saying Catholics are not Christian? No, I'm not saying that. Am I saying that that Christians can't be or or are can't be Christian or Catholics can't be Christian? I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I'm saying Catholics have a way they. They like they, they they like the church stuff, the churchy stuff. Well, Notre Dame is Catholic. I understand so, that. No, no, no. I mean, and I understand because I grew up Catholic, and you know, there's, and I guess to some people, you call them idols, as they they have saints and they pray to saints and they have statues of saints and stuff. And yeah. I grew up, and I and I we had that in my house. I don't, yeah, I don't believe in that anymore. I pray right to right. God, God, right God through Jesus, and and that's yeah. it. I don't pray to Mary. I don't. So pray when to anybody, we talk but, about when we talk about saints, I always think about this lady in um in 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 Bulgaria that that I witnessed to, and she was on ninety three years old. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to share with you a little bit about this ninety three year old uh, woman. She. Uh, she was an amazing story. Spent um, what eighty some years as a Catholic, as an Orthodox. Uh, it in, I mean, she just she wasn't having it. All right, so I just want to take a little bit of a break there. Felt like we were just kind of running along but hey check it check this out <clears throat> so i'm in i'm in bulgaria and i'm witnessing to all kinds of people now did you know that bulgaria if you're listening and you don't know this bulgaria is the only country in the world where when you shake your head up and down like yes that means no 
And when you shake your head in the no position, like the left and right, that means yes. I didn't know that. First time I witnessed to, I was actually witnessing to four Muslims at the same time. And my translator, after I was done, they're all shaking their head no. And I'm like, well, this is going to be a great trip. And I, and it's not about the numbers, but, you know, when you're out there, when, when you're doing your mission trip and the first uh, the first witnessing experience you have, you got four people nodding no. And the guy's like, no, 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 that's that means, that means yes. That means yes in Bulgaria. So just in case you're wondering. Um, so I get together. Um, I'm at this lady's house. Um, the house is about the size, not even half of the room that I'm in right now. Pot belly stove, beautiful rose bushes out front. And um, in the room, she has a picture of, of, I mean, there had to have been 12, 13, 14, 15 saints, little tiny wooden pictures. And I share the gospel with her. Um, I asked her if she had uh, ever, you know, I, and this this was actually kind of weird because normally when I share the gospel with somebody, I ask them, you know, if you died today, would you go to heaven? Um, she wasn't sure. She was doing the best that she could. She she says her rosary, does her rosary, and goes to mass and all this other thing, all these other nice things, right? And um, so then then I go through the the Ten Commandments and I say, hey, have you ever lied? And she said, yeah. And I said, have you ever, you know, have you ever um you ever stole anything? And she said, well, yeah. And she was being honest with me. And and normally when I ask somebody, have you ever committed adultery? Um, people go, no. And then, then you go to the Beatitudes, you go where Jesus kind of stepped up the game and says, hey, if you ever look with lust, you've committed adultery with your heart. And everybody says, everyone has, says, says yes to that too. But when I asked her, have you ever committed, ever committed adultery? She says, oh yeah. I was like, whoa, really? Wow, that's a... Huh. Glad you're being honest with me. So, <clears throat> and I asked her, I said, hey, look, if you die today, would you be innocent or guilty of being a lying, blasphemous adulterer at heart? And she says that, well, yeah, I guess the way you just put it, yes. And I'm interpreting, I'm, I'm giving the English because she was saying mm-hmm. this and my interpreter was telling me this. So she she gives, she, she actually tells me she's been um, an, an orthodox um uh, you know, basically a Catholic her whole life. And um, she makes her decision for Christ, and she's just crying. And she gets up, and she starts taking these pictures, these these saints off of the wall. I'm like, and I asked my interpreter, what is she doing? She says, she's, she's walking around taking, she's saying something. What is she saying? I don't need these anymore. I have Jesus. She threw them in the pot belly stove. She burned these these pictures, these wooden pictures of all these saints. She said, I don't need these anymore. This was a 15, 20-minute conversation. You should have seen this lady. And when I walked out, she gave me a rose. I remember that rose that rose garden, that little rose bush that she had thing. It was like a bunch of roses everywhere. And I'll never forget that lady as long as I live. Um, 90-some, 93 years old, I think it was, she was 93, and spent the majority of her life trying to earn it. And she was praying to all these saints for the different things that she needed or that she wanted, not realizing, I have Christ. I, yes. That's all I need. That's the only person I need to pray to. He's the only one that deserves prayer or praise. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. But she didn't understand that. But I, now she understands that she has, 
she has her own direct line to God That's right. through Christ. That's right. She doesn't have to go through anybody else. No, as we like to say, she had to go through a middleman. Yeah, go right to him. It's funny. I have a good friend of mine. And I love him. I love him dearly, dearly. He's trying to sell his house, and apparently, and they're not getting any looks. And he says, "Well, what I did is I actually put a a, a statue. I went and bought a statue of Saint Thomas, and I put him and I buried him in the front yard upside down because that's what you're supposed to do to help you sell your mm-hmm. house. That's what we used. That's what we learned growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't been getting any looks. And I'm like, "Hey, man, how's that working out for you?" And uh, he says, "Yeah, well, uh, um, you know, because we're actually we actually are we have our house on the market, uh, believe it or not, and because um, we're." Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But anyway, we're getting we're getting looks. He's like, "Wait a minute, you're getting looks, and you don't have a Saint Saint Thomas?" No, I don't. So his wife calls me up and says, "You know what? He came home after he talked to you, and he's like, that's it. I'm going out there and getting that thing out of the ground.'" So he dug it up. <laughs> he dug it up. That's uh, way to go, man. That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah, he's he uh, he. Anyway, that, you know, guys, look, we should be serving God, not statues, not churches buildings not relics not anything not things anything but god himself he's the creator of all things look he created that cathedral no he didn't russ all these men and women and when and whatever in 200 years and guess who gave them the mind to do that and the resources to build that cathedral the wood where'd the wood come from god made it who gave them their lives who, who, who gave him the brain to figure out how to God did. And guess what God can do? He can take it away like that if he wants to. And sometimes that's okay, especially when it puts the focus back on him. And it's my prayer that in all this and as bad as it is, that we take our focus off of the building for a minute, stop and Smell the smoke and smell the, the, the temporariness of all that. How long it took to build and how quickly it went up and just take a whiff of the, of the, of the burning wood. And I'm just glad no one, no one was hurt. Okay, so we can talk about this just from a building standpoint. You can't hurt, you can't, you can't hurt a, build, a building's feelings. You, you can't kill a building. A building is an, it's just an object. But I, I, it's my prayer that, that we, even if we can't smell the burning wood and the smoldering whatever, that we, that we smell it in a way to help us realize that that's temporary and that our soul lives forever and that God lives, he, he was, is, and always will be. And Jesus is alive. That building is gone but Jesus is alive. And guess what? The church is alive too. If God is alive in you and he's alive, and then, then, then the church is alive, amen? Right? Amen. So, so, guys, what do we have to worry about? Let's find another place to worship this week. And I know it's Easter, but let's not get ourselves down on, on some bad news. Let's remember that Easter is all about the resurrection of Christ, not the building of a church, not the building. And that's just, any final thoughts? 
Well, you were, as you were talking about that and you think about it being Easter Sunday, I can imagine the the sadness and the hearts of all those people that, that attend there and just the loss of, you know, of their church and what can they do. And I think we just need to pray for those people on whether maybe they all just gather there and yeah. still do service. Um, they, yeah, they they're probably won't be able to do that. But I mean... But you're right, and they're going to find a place to worship. They'll, they'll they'll find a place. Maybe 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 it maybe they all meet in their homes separately and individually, and maybe they have some coordinated effort to to just you know come together. I mean, what if what if? And I don't know, but what if the people there just go to church and there's not a whole lot of fellowship? It's just a transaction. I go to church on Sunday. Maybe this forces them to get together, right? To to be a body to be a rather community than, rather to be than, a relationship with rather each other. Than I'm, I'm going to do my thing. Lord, look at me. Look how good I am. I'm going to, I'm going to say my rosary and I'm going to go uh, to the confessional or, and all that. I, I don't guys, I'm not confessing my sins to a priest so that I can get my, so that he can talk to God about my sins. The veil was torn folks. The veil was torn. That means we have direct access to, to, to God. So I'm just saying, if you, if you want to go to confession and you want to talk to a priest and you think that that works better for you, then that's fine. I'm telling you, you don't have to, you don't have to drive yourself to the church and do that. God will listen to you right where you're at, right where you're at. If in the bathroom, in the car, uh, while you're out there grilling a hamburger and you're just looking up at the sky and thinking God is so great and you, whatever. Talk to him anytime. He's available. He's everywhere. He's, He's available always available. 24-7, 365, never goes to sleep, never change, never changes, always loves, is always there for you. So guess what? Take advantage of it. That's all I'm saying. So, hey, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure again to um, give us a follow on um, you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, share this podcast with your friends, shoot them the link. Like that's the easiest way they can click on it. Opens up their app on their phone and, uh, more listeners we have, the better the word gets out. Looking forward to having our new guest, uh, um, uh, on Thursday, on Thursday. Thursday. Mm-hmm. And, um, thanks again for listening. We love you guys. Thanks so much. Bye now.